This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode. Before we actually even start this episode, I want to preface it by saying that I lost my voice and it just started to come back. So if my voice sounds super funny in today's episode, that's why. So just take it with a little grain of salt and pretend like it's normal. For any of my girlies that live in Toronto, you have probably seen all of her Insta already, but on June 3rd, I am hosting my first ever event for Healthrich Collective, which is super exciting because we've never had, we've never had an event. So if you are in Toronto on June 3rd, please buy a ticket, come to a hot Pilates class with us. Come hang out with me, come hang out with some of your favorite Toronto influencers, other members of the community, and also our goodie bags are really, really good. I got some really good sponsors. So the link for that will be down in the description and I would love to have you there. Also, of course, if you love this podcast and you love today's episode, please share it on your stories, send it to a friend, rate it, review it, follow the podcast Insta, and also feel free to join our group chat. We have over 100 girls so far in it, so the link for that's also down in the description, but please, you're more than welcome to join our group chat. I can't even take myself seriously with my voice right now, but... This past weekend, I went to Minneapolis. It was my little brother's white coat ceremony. And so we really made it a massive family affair. My 90-year-old Nana drove all the way from Edmonton to Minnesota with my parents in the car for two days. And she was honestly the biggest trooper. She, I mean, what other 90-year-old lady is doing that? But something that I really realized this weekend, even though I already, I already knew, but it just really emphasized it is how different my brother and I are in social situations. My brother is super outgoing, knows literally everyone, will go up to people's parents and talk to them and is honestly the biggest social butterfly like everyone loves him he will literally talk to anyone and I physically cannot relate to that I literally am not even close to being that type of person and so after his white coat ceremony a lot of the people in his program and a lot of his friends were all going out to the bars that night and My little brother really wanted me to go with him and wanted me to go and meet everyone in his program and hang out. And so honestly, it was like really sweet that he even wanted me to go. And we went to the bar and I just really paid attention to my social anxiety. And I really paid attention to how anxious I am in social situations, especially new social situations. And luckily, all my brother's friends are super, super nice, and they were so welcoming, and they made me feel a lot better. But it's very, very tough to go out in these social situations and try to be outgoing and friendly and get to know people and not feel uncomfortable and not feel awkward. And today's episode is all about gaining confidence when it comes to social situations. 
Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. We are in our Confident Girl Summer series for the podcast and just in our phase of life. And we are not missing out on any opportunities this summer because of our social anxiety. We've all made a pact, everyone listening to this, we've now made a pact that we are going to have the best summer that we possibly can. And we're going to be confident in ourselves. And that includes putting ourselves in situations where our social anxiety may be challenged. And so today's episode is going to be about how we can kind of boost and up that confidence, but then also some tips and tricks that you can do if you're in a social situation or you're about to be in a social situation and you can feel your anxiety kind of coming on, how we can try and counteract that. This episode is honestly really for my 
introverted, fellow socially anxious girlies, I have always been a person that my biggest insecurity, one of my biggest insecurities I've talked about on the pod before is my personality because I feel like I'm not outgoing enough and I'm not extroverted enough. But what I've learned as I've gotten older and kind of as I've come more into myself and really gone to know myself a lot better is that not everyone's going to be super extroverted. It's okay that I don't want to go out all the time. It's okay. I don't want to be social all the time. It's okay that it's more difficult for me to go out and be social than it might be for another person. But I really want to focus on one, being aware of that and two, finding ways to feel better about it because as I've said, I don't want to miss out on certain opportunities or certain experiences or force myself to stay home this summer when there's fun things going on simply because I have anxiety going out and being social and meeting new people. Okay, so how are we going to get confident? How are we going to get confident in our social skills? How are we going to get confident in these really uncomfy situations that we put ourselves in. And the first thing that I'm going to say is literally what I said in last week's episode about how to feel confident wearing a bikini is find an outfit that makes you feel good. The worst thing is when you put on some sort of outfit that you don't feel confident in. It's not comfortable. You feel awkward and just like, uncomfy the entire night because you're going to be so hyper fixated on that. And then in turn, that's going to manifest in the way that you present yourself, the way that you speak to people, the way that you interact. And so it's really, really important that you find an outfit or certain style of clothing that makes you feel your absolute best. For me personally, my favorite go-to outfit like favorite outfit of all time lately that makes me just feel so fucking cool is baggy jeans, a small little top and a leather jacket or a blazer. That's literally my go-to outfit and a cool pair of sneakers. And I feel so fucking cool. I don't care if people look at my outfit and they're like, wow, that's so ugly or she should probably wear something that isn't seven sizes oversized. I wear it because I feel comfortable. I wear it because I feel confident. And in turn, I feel like I start to embody that confidence a little bit more because I know that my outfit's so fucking cool. And overall, I just feel good. And when you feel good, you act different, you present yourself different, and it really makes a massive change in how you can perceive a social situation when you feel good about yourself. Okay, the next thing that we're going to do to up our confidence in social situations, a lot of you are going to hate this because I hate it too, but we are going to make eye contact with people. And this one can be extremely tough. It can be really, really hard for someone with any sort of anxiety or any sort of lack of confidence to want to make eye contact with someone. And I'm not going to lie, it honestly, it sucks when you have to force yourself to do it, but it is a great way to boost your confidence 
And it's a great way to present this confidence to other people. Just think about a situation when you are talking to someone one-on-one and they don't make eye contact with you. You automatically kind of view them as a little bit more timid or reserved or even uninterested perhaps. And so when someone makes eye contact with you, it's letting them know that you're present, you're there, you're listening, and you overall just exude this sense of pride and accomplishment and confidence in yourself. If you're someone that struggles with eye contact, I want us to try the next time you have a conversation with someone to hold eye contact a little bit longer than you feel comfortable with. Try and push it just a little bit longer. And it's one of those things that the more you do it, the more comfortable it'll become. And also, as someone who hates eye contact, whenever I have a conversation with someone in a social setting and I maintain any sort of eye contact with them, I always leave that interaction and I think to myself, good job. Like I feel much more proud of myself and a little bit more accomplished because I'm doing something that I normally would not do. I'm doing something that I had to basically force myself because it's not something that comes natural to me. And I leave that conversation just overall feeling and knowing that I stepped outside my comfort zone a little bit and that I did something to better myself and to become the best version of myself. Okay, so my next confidence tip is let's say you walk into a social setting and you see someone who is hunched over, arms are crossed, doesn't have a smile on their face, are you going to approach them? Probably not. They probably don't look warm. They probably don't look friendly. They probably don't look like they actually want to talk to you. And so the next thing I'm going to tell you is to make sure that you have good posture and your body language is the first thing that people notice. Your body language is mostly what's going to show people that you're either interested or you're not. And so if your body language is closed off, then it's less likely people are actually going to want to interact with you. And as someone who gets really anxious in social situations because I want people to want to talk to me, I don't want to stand there and look like I'm alone. I don't want to stand there and be uncomfortable by myself. If I have bad body language and I am showing my timid, anxiety-filled self, then less people are going to come talk to me. And that's something that I've realized because a lot of the time I would be standing there by myself with my arms crossed or on my phone or something. And I'd be like, why is no one coming up and talking to me? And then as me being me, I would start to spiral in my head. I would think that it was all my fault. I would think that I was a horrible person, that I had no friends, that no one wanted to hang out with me, that I was alone. When in reality, I just wasn't presenting a open and welcoming demeanor. 
And then I think about it and I'm like, if I were to walk into a room and there was someone sitting on a chair by themselves, head down, arms crossed on their phone, would I go up to that person and talk to them? Probably not. You would think that they're doing something, they're busy, they're not interested. So I don't want to be that person if I'm looking to make connections with people and I'm looking to talk to people and be social in a new environment. So this is what we're going to do. Anytime you have a new social setting that you're going to and you feel yourself getting a little bit of social anxiety as you're going in, we are going to fake it till we make it. We are going to put our shoulders back. We're going to put our head high. We are going to try our best to not go on our phone. I use my phone as a coping mechanism for whenever I feel uncomfortable or awkward but we are going to try and not go on our phone. We're going to try and give off a very welcoming type of body language. And we are going to show off this confidence that we are trying to exude because then more people are probably going to come talk to you. And in turn, it is going to start to boost that confidence. So whenever I'm in a social situation and I want to approach someone or I want to start a conversation with someone, I always start to get anxious and kind of start to question everything in my head because I don't want to come off as weird. I don't want to be creepy. I don't want to be annoying. And I'm never fully sure on how I should approach someone. So one of the things that I started doing that I honestly think is really, really helped is I will start a conversation off by asking that person a question. So examples of different things I will ask. I will ask someone if they're from here. I'll ask someone if they're in school or if they work. I'll ask where they got their outfit from. I'll ask if the drink that they're drinking is good. Like I will start off a conversation by asking a question and then I will start to introduce myself later on. But something I've realized is that people love to talk about themselves. People love to share any information that they can about themselves. And so by starting a conversation, asking someone a question about them, about their experience, about their likes and dislikes or anything like that, it automatically has them a little bit more engaged in the conversation and it has them a bit more open and eager to actually participate. Of course, you can still go up to someone and be like, hey, I'm Bree, so nice to meet you. But I always find that that one's a little bit more awkward if you aren't being introduced by someone else. So if I was literally at a bar by myself and I wanted to go up to someone, I would probably go up to them and ask them a question as opposed to going up and just trying to start like a, hey, I'm Bree, so good to meet you. What's your name? Because sometimes I feel like that's a little weird. But say I'm out with someone like this past weekend when I was out with my little brother, he would bring me over to people and be like, hey, this is my sister B. And then I would be like, hi, nice to meet you. How many years have you been in the program? And then the convo can kind of just start. But asking questions is such a good way of starting that initial connection. Social anxiety is 
very prominent, especially in the summer, especially if you live in a warm place for the summer and a cold place in the winter. I feel like social anxiety can really come to an all-time high. And the reason for that is if you're from Canada, you're from somewhere similar. In the winter, we all like to hibernate. No one really likes to go out. No one really likes to do anything. It's cold. No one wants to interact with literally anyone. And in the summer, everyone wants to do stuff. Everyone wants to go out. Everyone wants to hang out and do things together. And so I find that my social anxiety always reaches its maximum in the summer. And with that, I always get nervous that I am going to give off an awkward impression of myself or I'm going to just be awkward in general. And something that I've realized is being awkward and having awkward moments is human nature. It's part of being a person. It's part of being a human. And there's not one single person that you can go to that will tell you that they've never had an awkward moment in their life. I don't know if anyone else has ever heard this, but a lot of people have told me that the feeling of embarrassment is a mindset and that you can't be embarrassed if you don't find it embarrassing yourself. And so basically what they mean by that is that if you're in a situation and you start to think, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed I said that. I'm so embarrassed that I did that. They are saying that it's all just a mindset and it's all just your own perception. And if you don't think it's embarrassing, then no one else should think it's embarrassing. And so I kind of think about that with awkwardness and with awkward situations that can happen when you're out in a social setting, because I'm sure for a lot of us, a lot of our anxiety in these social environments stems from either the fear of being awkward or the fear of embarrassment. And so I try to remind myself that something isn't awkward if I don't perceive it as being awkward. Think about you and your best friend and you've been best friends for 10 years and you are sitting in silence for an extended period of time and you don't find it awkward. You know how everyone says you have those friends where you have the silences that are just comfortable and don't feel weird? That's because neither of you perceive it as an awkward situation. But say you have a new friend or you have someone who you don't actually really know that well and you have a silence and you feel that need to kind of break it and just say a random thing to get things moving again. That's because you're in your mind starting to consider that situation as an awkward situation. And I try to think of that all the time, that maybe it's not actually that awkward. Maybe we're just standing here not speaking and we're both feeling comfortable and it's fine. And I try to calm my mind a little bit and not perceive every situation that I'm in as an awkward or embarrassing situation because most of the time they're probably not and most of the time it's probably just within my own mind and it's my own mindset that is having me perceive these situations like that. Another thing and I've said it on 
previous episodes before, but a lot of the time, I'm going to say 95% of the time, every other person is focused on themselves. Every feeling that you're having and every kind of jumble of thoughts and questions and concerns that are going on in your head when you're in a social setting, a lot of the time other people also have that. And so how is someone supposed to focus on what you're doing when they're so fucking focused on themselves? And so that's another thing that I try and remind myself is that everyone is so focused on themselves. Like when I said to you that people love to talk about themselves, people also love to focus on themselves. And so you might think of a situation as being awkward or embarrassing or leave the situation and start to overanalyze it and psych yourself out and spiral about it. But that other person is probably not even giving it another thought. And so keep in mind that everyone is doing their own thing. Everyone is just trying to make it through day by day most of the time. And so a lot of people don't even have the energy to analyze what it is that you said or to think of what you're doing or what you're saying as embarrassing or weird or awkward. Something that I have started doing in order to basically up my confidence when it comes to social settings and social environments that I know I need to basically put my best foot forward and I need to be the best version of myself is I started to visualize myself as a super confident person in these settings. And so before I actually even go to these events, I will picture myself going up to people, talking to people, being social, being confident and interacting with everyone there. And I know that sounds so stupid and I know that sounds so dumb, but I honestly do it all the time. I literally do it all the time. And a lot of the time I'm not even consciously doing it. It's just something that has just become a part of my nature, I guess. And I literally will imagine myself in these large group settings and I will start interacting with people and talking to people and trying to envision what I look like and how I act and how I dress to be the most confident version of myself in those situations. I hope all of you have done this too, but you know when you take a shower or you're brushing your hair or something and you give an acceptance speech, like you give an acceptance speech as if you were to just win an award. Instead of doing that, picture yourself going around the room and thanking everyone after that speech. Imagine yourself going around the room, having conversations with people and just interacting with all of the really professional, big stars, whoever. Zach Efron could be there, whoever you want. And you're going around the room and you're interacting with every single person. And start to do that all the time because eventually the way that you envision yourself, you're going to start acting as that person. And when you start acting as that person, your confidence is going to build. Your social anxiety is going to start to diminish. And when we have this confidence in social settings, we never know what could come from it. 
I have been in a lot of social situations and a lot of situations where I've basically had to fake it until I made it. I literally had to dig deep, 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 deep down and pretend like I was someone who I did not feel like I was, but I made connections in those environments because I presented this confidence and because I forced myself to basically like take a step forward and go and introduce myself and go and start a conversation with people that now have really benefited me in my life. And they would have never happened if I didn't take that leap of faith in that moment to just step outside my comfort zone a little bit and to really try and put myself out there. I also always tell myself, and this may or may not be true in certain situations, but I always tell myself, if this goes wrong, and if I try to start a conversation with someone, I have a interaction with someone and it goes wrong, do I ever actually need to see them again? And if it's a networking event or it's a random party with people I don't know, a lot of the time my answer is no, I probably never need to see them. And so I think to myself, okay, if it goes well, what can come from this? I could make a new friend. I could make a new connection. I could help my brand. I could just put myself out there and gain a little bit extra confidence tonight and know that I did this and know that I really stepped outside my comfort zone. And then I think on the other hand, okay, if this were to go super wrong, what could happen from this? And I think, well, I probably will never need to see them again. I probably wouldn't want their friendship if they turned me down. And I probably won't lose anything if it goes wrong. So most of the time I do that to basically just tell myself I have nothing to lose. By not going up to them, I don't gain anything. I don't really lose anything. But by going up to them, I could gain so much. And so I try and just constantly remind myself of that so that I put myself out there a little bit extra. Worst comes to worst, just tell yourself you're doing it for the plot. You're doing it for the plot. If it goes horrible, you have a funny story to tell later and you can share it with everyone and you can make a TikTok about it. Okay, another thing when it comes to upping your confidence in social environments, you're all going to hate me for this because I say it all the time, but practice really does make perfect. Practice literally is how we're going to gain perfection. And so you need to constantly put yourself out there. You need to constantly say yes to these social settings and these social activities and these events with a ton of other people. And of course, if it's something that you don't actually want to do, then don't do it. But if it's something that you're saying no or you're hesitant because of your social anxiety, I need you to sit down and dig deep down inside yourself and tell yourself that you can do it. Tell yourself that we are not missing out on any opportunities this summer because of our social anxiety and because of our fear. Think about yourself in 50 years when you look back and you go, I should have gone and done all these things because they were fun. They were fun things to do when I was in my 20s, when I was in my 30s. And you don't want to look back and 
miss out on opportunities because you are holding yourself back. We are our biggest sabotage 90% of the time. And our mind is literally the thing that sabotages us the most. And so we need to take these situations. And when you get invited to a social event that you have a little bit of fear, you have a bit of anxiety, you need to sit down and you need to think, one, do I actually want to go? Is it actually something that aligns with me and something that I think would be fun? If not, then of course, don't go. We're not doing anything that we don't want to do. But number two if it actually is something that you would find fun and exciting, but you're holding yourself back, we have to be able to take these steps forward and literally force ourselves to go into these environments and constantly practice, constantly get better every single time that we go into a new situation and a new setting. And I'm being so serious that the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get. It's kind of like dating. It's when you've dated for someone for five years and you were in a relationship and then you come out of that relationship and you don't really know how to be single. So you go on dates. The first one is probably uncomfortable. You probably don't really know what to do. You're probably feeling awkward and weird, but then you start to continuously go on dates with other people and you start to get in a routine. You start to know what works, what doesn't. You start to know kind of like the general routine of the dating scene, I guess. And you start to get more comfy by date number 10 or date number 12 that you've gone on. And it's the same thing with putting yourself in these situations with a ton of other people, especially when it's people that you might not know, people that you might not know very well. But the more you put yourself in those situations, the more you're going to understand yourself better and understand how to take control of those situations a little bit better. You're going to walk in with your head held high. You're going to present an open posture. You're going to find outfits that you know make you feel hot and confident and sexy. You're going to have different tactics on how to strike up conversations with people. You're going to just overall build that confidence and feel so much better the more that you put yourself in those situations. So yes, at the beginning, it's going to be so fucking uncomfortable. It's going to literally make you want to cry on the inside. But the more you keep doing it, the more you're going to get accustomed to it. And the more it's going to become something that is so your norm and something that you feel so fucking confident doing. I saw something that said that when we're nervous that we sound dumb or weird, it's because we are seeking validation from the people around us. And when I first heard it, I kind of had to take a step back and actually reevaluate and see if that was actually kind of why I was nervous. But it makes sense. I'm nervous that people aren't going to like me. I'm nervous that people aren't going to want to get to know me. I'm nervous that people aren't going to want to be my friend or to talk to me. And so I get nervous about how I present myself. I get nervous if I sound stupid or dumb or anything like that. And it made me realize that we have to really 
be confident in ourselves in order to be confident in these situations. And we have to really only seek validation from ourselves and not from the people around us. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking if I was in a situation and a setting with all CEOs, all the people in the room are CEOs versus if I was in a room full of 12-year-old kids. The things that I say and the things that I do are going to resonate with those groups very differently. The things that I say to a 12-year-old kid, they might think this girl is weird, this girl doesn't know what she's doing, and the things that I might say to a CEO, they might think I'm dumb, they might think I'm stupid, they might not understand my generation or my ideas. And so it made me realize that one, yes, it's important to be adaptable to your environment, but two, it's also so fucking important that you know who you are. Because say I were to seek validation from these 12-year-old kids, I might act in a way that's not even remotely close to who I am as a human being just to make these kids like me. And it's the same thing. I mean, if you're a parent, you're not going to act a certain way just so that your kids like you. Sometimes you have to put your foot down and be the tough guy. And it really made me realize that different groups of people are going to validate you in a different way. So you need to make sure that you are validating yourself most of the time. If I were to think about high school and if I were to think about my friends in high school, I had crippling anxiety in social settings and in parties and even just hanging out with my friend, my, with my girlfriends, I would get so fucking anxious every single time because I felt like I had to be a certain person in order for them to like me and in order for them to want me to be there, which it just wasn't who I was. It just innately was not the person that I am. And so I should have been so confident in myself and so confident in me as a person that I didn't need to act a certain way in order to seek their own validation. And that's something that I've really been trying to work on is that once you're so fucking confident in yourself, you're confident in your morals, you're confident in your beliefs, you're confident in your abilities, in how you perceive things, how you explore, how you act as a human, how you interact with people, how kind you are, all of those things, then you will stop being so scared of social situations because you don't give a flying fuck if people like you or not because you like you and that's all that matters and that is the most important part of all of it okay so let's say that your anxiety is starting to hit in a social setting or you are starting to get anxious because you know that you have to go to a social setting soon and you're starting to get that anxiety feeling here are some of my tips and tricks that you can do in that exact moment to start to basically just kind of calm your nervous system a little bit and feel a little bit better. So the first one is the 54321 method that I've talked about in other podcast episodes, so I won't talk about it again. But that one's a really, really good one to just kind of like ground yourself and 
get yourself back into your own body. Because for me personally, I find that when my anxiety starts to take over, I almost it almost becomes an out-of-body experience. I feel like I'm not in my own body, I'm more in my head. And so that method is really good to kind of just bring yourself back down, calm calm your nervous system a little bit and just remind you where you are, what you're doing and that you're okay. Another thing you can do is think introspective versus extrospective. So it's kind of similar to the 54321 method, but basically you're going to think introspectively. You're going to think about your body, think about your mind, think about everything within yourself. And then you're going to flip it and you're going to start thinking about things around you. So think about five red things that you can see right now. And you start to look around and you start to find them. And when you're doing that, you stop thinking about your body and you stop thinking about your mind and your anxiety and you start focusing on the things around you. And so when you're in a social setting, it can be really helpful to look at everything happening around you to kind of remind you, one, where you are, two, to get yourself out of your own head and out of your own body and into the present moment and into the environment. I find that when I'm in a social setting and my anxiety starts to take over, I can very easily spiral myself and I can very easily get in my head and start thinking about everything and anything, everything that could go wrong, anything that has happened. I start to psychoanalyze everything. And so for me, it's super helpful to just look around the room and focus on anything that is not myself. And so I look around the room and I'll think to myself, okay, let's find five people with brown hair. And then I'll look around the room and I will find those people. And then I'll think of something else. I'll say, let's find seven people with a pair of jeans on. I will look around. I will find those people. And it's really, really helpful for me when I can feel myself start to spiral because a lot of the time we can start to feel when that spiral is coming on and it just puts my mind onto something else and it takes my mind almost out of my own body and looks at everything that's happening around me. Another thing, of course, you can do are deep breaths. Deep breaths are super helpful. They're super helpful. They calm your nervous system. They really help to ground you. And if you're ever feeling that anxiety start to hit in a social setting or just before any type of social setting, it's a very discreet way to calm that anxiety feeling that you're having. It's something that you can do that people aren't necessarily going to look at you and be like, what are they doing? So it's something that you're able to do when you're out and you're with other people that can still stay super discreet if you don't want to raise awareness to the anxiety that you're having. And I know that there's another method that a lot of people like to use and it's called tapping. So go ahead and look that up because I don't actually know a ton of info on it. So I don't want to share false info, but it's basically a method where you tap different parts of your body to kind of help alleviate some anxiety. And that's another amazing option as well. It's just that is going to be something that people are going to 
be more aware of and going to see um, depending on where you're tapping on your body, if you're tapping on your head or you're tapping on your forehead, then it does become something that is more present in that social environment. The last tip I have, if you're having any sort of anxiety about social settings in a social environment or just in general are affirmations. Remind yourself that you are confident, that you are sophisticated, that people do like you. A lot of the time our anxiety makes us feel like people hate us when in actuality that's not true. Remind yourself that everyone is focused on themselves. Remind yourself that you are loved and you are safe and just repeat affirmations to yourself. Acknowledge your anxiety, acknowledge the feelings that you're having, and then take the steps forward to try and help alleviate it. All in all, social anxiety is a bitch and a half, but it's something that we are all going to try and conquer and we are all going to try and take steps forward to alleviating that anxiety that we have. Because like I said, this summer is going to be all of our best summers ever and we're not going to miss out on anything because we're holding ourselves back. So these have been some of my tips and tricks to building that confidence surrounding our social anxiety and also to try and alleviate a little bit of that anxiety feeling that we are having. A lot of my previous episodes talk about anxiety and talk about more in-depth ways to actually alleviate them. So if you're interested in that, go listen to previous episodes. But thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Please be sure to share it, send it to a friend, post it on stories, all of that. I'm super excited for this Confident Girl Summer Series and I'm super excited to have you all here and have all of you listening. So thank you guys so much again and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.